Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you came in strong. Hello. <laughs> Is anybody listening? Hello. Welcome to the Devolution Podcast. <laughs> All right, I'll quiet down. It's like you're lost in the Andes or something. It's like, help. <laughs> uh, we're back with part two of the Andes Crash Survivors Eating Each Other's Butts episode. So, so important. We had to make two parts out of it. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is the Staying Alive, part two. Ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Ah, 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 I'm staying alive, yeah, part two. <laughs> oh, yeah, you thought we forgot about Vettietta over the course of a week. Nope, <laughs> never, never forget. Never forget. Never. It's been a long week. I feel like it was like two weeks. This has been one of those two-week weeks. You know what I mean? The past hour just felt like three years. <laughs> well, says a lot about my company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, part two of the Staying Alive, Staying Alive uh, two-parter. Welcome back. Uh, I'm here with Clarissa. Hello. Hello. I'm Ryan D. And, uh, you know, quick recap. Previously on the Devolution <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Staying alive. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> um, Get a little grandma. <clears throat> a little granny. Uh, the new Christians rugby team uh, out of Uruguay crashed into the Andes Mountains on Friday, October 13th, 1972. Uh, by the 10th day, they had come to the decision as a group to start eating the dead in order to survive. 27 survivors remained and, uh, where we're going to pick up, they had, uh, they'd been living off the flesh for about eight days and we're going to pick up at just before midnight on the 18th day. While sleeping in the uh, fuselage, which is, you know, if you listen to part one, that was the where they had their shelter set up, the uh, fuselage that crashed. While sleeping in there, all snuggled in to get any heat they can out of each other, um, you know, a fucking avalanche just packed the fuselage with snow. Like we told you, it just gets <laughs> worse. The perfect... Scenario of horrible things. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. So they were they were literally 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 <laughs> packed into this fucking airplane just with snow, just like all of a sudden they're in an igloo. And insanity. Uh, most of them were able to dig themselves out over the course of three days, but eight people died in that uh, in the avalanche. So, yeah. Do you remember when you're a kid and you're, like, building a fort and 45 minutes in, you're done? Because you're yeah. just exhausted? Could yeah. you imagine digging yourself out for three days? No, I would have... This, at this point, I would have been fucking done. Just died. I would have been like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. Failure I've had to enough. Drive. 
when I thaw out, you guys can chew my fucking toes or whatever you need to do. <laughs> but I'm fucking, I'm out. Sacrifice into the cause. Sacrifice. That's what they all did. Remember said they had the pact. If I die, you can chow. If you die, I'm chowing you. Hell I feel yeah. like that's reasonable. Oh, totally. Um, so, <clears throat> so over the next few weeks after they dug themselves out of the, the plane, it eventually kind of thawed and they were able to dig out some snow so they could um, crash in there again. Crash in, in the <laughs> plane. <laughs> Stay in there uh, for a shelter. They were just on full, full on survivor mode. They had eight fresh bodies, so they had a new little stash of food. Something about that just kind of made me like, ooh. Well, yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> You're too, like, lighthearted and optimistic about it. At this point, you gotta be. No. It I... just gets worse. And it's, it kind of, I guess at this point, it might start to get better. So. It just gets depends a on li- if you're a body a little bit better. Well, <laughs> depends on what view you're looking at. They had eight fresh bodies to chew on, and um, so they started doing some small expeditions out to uh, try to find the tail of the plane to see what they could find in there. And they always would just come back exhausted and defeated, and they never found that shit. Then they started fashioning up some snowshoes out of uh, like seat cushions. And uh, about a month after the crash in Ando, in a small crew, they they um, loaded up some gear, and they said they were just gonna see how far away from the plane they could go in a day, and just fucking go for it. And they went out, and um, they ended up finding the tail of the plane, as well as um, you know, a couple of bodies still strapped into their seats that had Jeez. flown out of the back of the plane when the tail came off uh, when they clipped the top of yeah. the mountain. The bodies were flying out. Yeah, they found at least like one or two of the people still strapped in there. And even that's a thing, uh, like on more recent expeditions to that site, like they find the the seats. The seats. They have found them, yeah. Oh, that's kind of eerie. Yeah, that's fucking creepy, man. I'm not trying to... (laughs) Just coming across that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, you died in a fun way. (laughs) Sounds real fun. I wonder... I, isn't there a thing like you pass out because you're just going like so fast or like you can, I don't know. I feel like I heard that somewhere. You can, yeah. Like, you can pass out. Is it also, is it uh, true or false? Does, does does everyone shit when they die? Is this real? You can. Yeah, but does everyone? No, I don't think Not everyone every. does. Oh man, I hope I do. Well, it depends on what, if you had anything in there. Oh, I'll definitely have something in there. Well, then... I there's mean, always at least a slice of pizza. You like, seven times a day. Yeah, there's, so there's I'm always... sure. Yeah, there's at least a slice knocking around in there or something that'll come firing out. <laughs> knocking <fucking> around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Hanging out. Oh, yeah. So they found a couple of their buddies all strapped up, but then they found uh, the tail of the plane, and in there they found mostly just luggage, but they found a box of chocolates. Oh, jackpot. Forrest Gump would have been pumped. <laughs> um, I mean, in their scenario, life is like a box. Yeah, you never know when you're going to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they found a camera, and they actually, there's some really cool pictures that they took. Huh. You can, they'll find them. Find them. You people know how to find things on the internet. You found this fucking thing. God bless you, souls. <laughs> and more importantly, or uh, maybe they would have been better off not finding these. They found some four-volt batteries that they were convinced they could 
connect to radios in the cockpit. (laughs) Which, I mean, listen, some people say I'm an adult, but the word cockpit will never not be funny. (laughs) Cockpit. Come on. This is the best word. One of the best words. Just the fact that you had to say some people will call me adult just shows how you're not the most mature. Um, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to argue with you. Not the most mature is right. I'm not the least mature. True. Um, so anyway, they found the uh, batteries and a little box of chocolates, and uh, so they spent the night there, and they probably chewed on, I don't know, Carl that they found in the seat or something. <clears throat> and uh, I was looking up a little bit how they ate the meat, and because um, they barely had fire, they didn't really have much yeah. to burn. They ended up, they burnt all their money one night. Early they, on. Yeah, just... I mean... Make it rain! <laughs> You do <laughs> what you gotta. Rain, one time rain fueled a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Some pesos or something. And then... So they, uh... What the fuck? <laughs> How they prepared... Okay, yeah, so... Uh, so mostly they would just let it kind of dry in the sun a little bit. Like jerky? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like lung jerky. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the lung of a smoker. I couldn't imagine that being very effective... Because the whole thing with jerky is you kind of need the heat from, like, the smoke. Yeah, I don't know. I would have just right? chewed on it frozen little, like, uh, you know, popsicles. Meat. The liver. Whole liver freeze pop. You can put it in a sock or something and squeeze it up like one of those little pops. The little, you know, they got blue, red, and purple and liver. <laughs> like you a can, freeze pop? Yeah, like a freeze pop. <laughs> you know? I was thinking of those mesh bags that give babies... To like, before they can really chew, they have these like mesh. They look like you just pacifiers. feed the baby mesh. No, you shove <laughs> fruit in it, and the baby like gnaws on it, and just it comes through the mesh. I was thinking that would like li- like a liver, yeah, or like a. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, just chew kinda, on it. Yeah, get all the juices. Exactly, liver juice. Liver juice, fucking great for you. I did have a thought, and okay, this is a little. <clears throat> it's a little extreme. A little bit, my, my thoughts get extreme. I'm going to say it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Could they? Or, or not even just these dudes, but in a survival situation. Could you live off of semen? Or get any, get some, a little, a little, a little pump yeah, of well, energy, you know we... what I mean? A little didn't we just see something that talked about, like, the calorie count? I don't know. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Maybe. See? Yeah. So, could could you? I mean, it's not... I don't think it's, like... That was a strange sick. episode of Puppy Dog Pals, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember what we were, <laughs> what we were watching. <laughs> um, yeah, so could you? Should they have? Did they? I mean, I don't... Like, it doesn't have to be your your homies. Sure you like, you, just your own. There's a <laughs> num, 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 num. Finger licking good. Why are you thinking about this? Because I had to put myself... <laughs> well, I'm starting to wonder about you. In the mind you. of the survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and what would I do to survive? I guess it depends maybe on how healthy you are. If it's yours. 
right? Because it's all like, but I'm sure maybe at first, but hold, hold on, a while in, <laughs> they could have made a cocktail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so after about two months, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> they they just weren't really able to connect the radio because none of them knew what the fuck they were oh, doing. Yeah. I, you know, they don't know. And they they had the batteries and like a thousand wires, and they're just like, does this? If I put this wire <laughs> oh, that's on, so tedious. This thing does something happen? And nothing happened. You gotta try though. You, you do. Try. I would have done the same. You gotta try everything, even, even the if... cocktail. <laughs> yes, even that. <laughs> yes. Um. So. There were 16 passengers left. A couple had uh, succumbed to infections and, you know, gangrene. The good old gangrene. Always gets you. Yep. There's always somebody. One starved to death because uh, he had just become repulsed with eating the human flesh. So he couldn't do it anymore. He checked out and uh, gave up. And I would have just had to, like, spite. I would have ate him next. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I think about the scenario. Now, cooked like a good fire... Would probably be easier to do, but kind of like partial raw. Yeah, Simon Sushi. No one's trying to eat that. <laughs> that doesn't sound... I don't I don't even want to eat any animal really raw. I'm not like thinking of just cutting a hunk off a cow and... Well, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> so, but I mean, even... I don't know. I feel like it, like, attaches you closer to, like, you just cut a piece off and shove it in your mouth. Yeah. They said, um, that your mouth doesn't want to open at first. Yeah. Because your brain is just like, don't do this. But, hey, it was meat. Well, yeah, you gotta gotta do what you gotta do. And, uh, all right, so we're gonna take our first song break. All right. We're, uh, you know, we're about two months in, and when we come back from the break, we're going to uh, hear about the journey that um, gets them all rescued. Putting them hobbitses to shame. Oh, yeah. Those, fuck those hobbits. <laughs> Never was a fan. I kind of pretended to give a shit about those hobbits for a couple of years, but sorry. You got a hobbit fan. Sorry. Hobbit a lot fan. of hobbit fans. I'm in the, the... I mean, I like them. Whatever. They're fine. Fucking hobbits. All right. Song break. <laughs> The song, I got this uh, song from this band like a month ago, and I was <laughs> trying to wait till I did like something about dinosaurs, because their name is Triceratops. It's a dope name for a band. That is but pretty cool. I just got nothing about dinosaurs up my sleeve for like a subject for movies, <laughs> and I might do like the Jurassic Park flicks, but that's that would be way down the line. So I decided I'd play them tonight, today, whenever the fuck you listen to this is when they're getting played. This is Triceratops. They're from Ohio. Some good stoner metal. Like, what else are you going to do in Ohio? Get stoned, play some metal, right? My dad and I just had an extensive conversation about Ohio. Yeah? Yeah. Weirdly. (laughs) (laughs) Ohio. (laughs) Born in Ohio. Oh, Neil Young. Instead of work a song in dad off. Oh, there's always, yeah, you got a little something. Ah, 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 Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) All right. Triceratops from Ohio. Ohio. Uh, With Earth Mother. Check them out. Follow them on the Instagram, the Facebook, 
the fucking places where there's music. Enjoy.
And we're back. <laughs> uh, that's a good tune. Thanks, Triceratops, for the song. Um, so, two months after the crash, Nando is just like, I get the fuck out of Dodge. Two months is a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. So, they didn't know where the fuck they are, really. You know, they could see some lights, like, really far off into the west. I think that's a little hopeful, though, that if you're, like, seeing it, at least. So, they just decided that's where they should go. And a little bit of a tweaks at your heart a little bit about this whole thing. Just 18 miles to the east of them, there was a hotel. 18? Yeah. But how could they know? And yeah, it's like a fucking ridiculous hike. You've got to go yeah, over some, but some that's massive still, peaks. That's like just a couple days. Yes. There, or maybe a week. <clears throat> yeah, but they obviously they had no way of knowing. And so they saw lights off to the west. So they just started heading that way. And um, Nando was ready to bounce. And people are like encouraging him. But no one's willing to go. Oh, yeah, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, you should totally go hike out. <laughs> Yeah, you should go get us help. And no one stepped up to go with him until uh, Roberto, Roberto Canessa stepped up. It's like, I'm coming. Who He had been, he was a medical student, so this whole time he had been really tending to the wounded and um, helping people a, a lot. He helped Nando when he was in when he was comatose early in the early <laughs> days of this. Uh, in the beginning. In the beginning. Yeah, it's just a seltzer. Don't get excited. <laughs> And uh, but one dude did um, made them a sleeping bag. He That's just kind. sewed it up out of like seat covers and insulation and, that he found and stuff. So they had that, and they just went for it. <clears throat> I mean, that's what you got to do. I think. Yeah. Like you, you just in those just situations, you just bounce. bite the bullet, you go. Yeah. But the idea of just like going out there with no gear. Is just terrifying. Yeah, that is it really, really is. scary. It's like you don't even have boots. Well, if you, like, you die, don't shit. If you die, no one like the odds of someone just finding you, your body ever, is like not. Yeah, like, never. Yeah. It's really slim. Mm-hmm. So, um, at this point, Nando uh, he finally gave the posse permission they could uh, chew up on his mom and his sister mm-hmm. if they needed to. That's so rough. They were saving those bodies like last because he was like, you're not eating my yeah. mom and my sister. But when he was leaving to go on this expedition, he was pretty sure he, he was either coming back with help or not coming back, you know. So he was like, yeah, you do what you have to. So they loaded up as much, a bunch of meat into some of their socks. Into socks. Oh, yeah, right into their socks. Um, and they took off and uh, there was one other guy with them. And oh, wait, I have to... Ask a question. What do you got? They can sew a sleeping bag with seats, but they can't make a sack to carry meat? They had sock sacks already. You you don't throw your hamburgers in your sock? No. Huh. (laughs) I just kind of, (laughs) what? I mean, maybe they had a bag. Maybe they put the socks full of meat in a bag. It was like the little sandwich bag. I guess. And then into the lunchbox. But just, a, I don't know. Socks are kind of porous. and. Hey, man. I don't know. I'm no scientist. I mean, I wouldn't know what I would do in a survival situation either. So <laughs> I guess I can't really judge. <laughs> yeah. 
So the terrain they encountered was just treacherous. And they would experience um, false summits. So you think you're you're like, ah, oh, this is the top of the, of the mountain. And you get there and it's not. Ugh. And there's just another peak higher. And you're just like, motherfucker. Destroying God your hope. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So the people in the plane could watch the three of them going up the first mountain for like three days. And they finally wow. got up there and it was just a fucking nothing but miles and miles of more mountains. A sea of peaks. Yep, Sea of Peaks. So the dude who was with them, he, they turned him around and told him to tell the crew, like, they're just going. Going out into whatever. Jeez. And hopefully sending some help. <laughs> that poor dude, you just, like, climb a mountain for three days, and they're like, all right, go back down. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I think you have a bag full of Kevin. Can we have that bag, please? Give me your supplies. Yep. And just go. Yep. Give me your sock full of Trevor. <laughs> And uh, Namdo spotted what he he thought it was a road. He was like, that's a fucking road. Way out there, man. That's a road, dude. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how he sounded. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yo, man, you see that? I know it's far out, but that's a road. <laughs> so that's just where they headed. I mean, got to focus on something yeah and every time they were climbing up a mountain they were convinced they're like all right at the top of this we're gonna see like green valleys and flowing rivers and i don't know other signs of hope and they never saw that (laughs) it's a lot like life you're like nope after this next turtle it's gonna be great and then it's just more (laughs) snowy hopeless mountains yeah (laughs) so they yeah they had basically decided fuck it we're just gonna walk until we die. <laughs> and, um, after like ten days in, they finally hit like land like grass. Oh wow! And they just started chewing on the grass. I would have smoked it. <laughs> they were fucking. I'm like, oh, break off a piece of that fucking... You got a piece of paper over here? Give me that seat leather. He's smacking some rocks together to get a, get a spark going. <laughs> your, your, like, survival skills would kick in higher. Yeah. You would have been useless before. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to survive now. Oof. Finally cleared my head. Oh, man, was that our friend we were eating? Fuck. <laughs> At this point, they had both lost um, about 50 pounds apiece from, yeah. when, from when they, like, flew out until this point. Um, Probably lots of muscle yeah. and, like, organ <clears throat> stuff. They never built a shelter on the whole voyage they took. They just wow. curled up in their little sleeping bag for a couple hours a night. Jeez. And ride out any storms. I mean, I guess you wouldn't want to expel as any energy. Nope. Like, all your just, energy would have to be walking. Yeah. And they just got up and head out on a, on day 69. <laughs> uh, Roberto was stricken with dysentery like he's on oh. the Oregon Trail. And it's because their meat... <laughs> that, that'll take you right out. <laughs> yep. Their, their meat was heated up. starting to get warm. Ooh, oh, yeah. God. It just gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Just what what did what karma? <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, they found the grass, they heard uh, fresh running water, so they found a river, and it was a wide like 
really far, like, I think, like, almost, like, a half-mile-wide fucking raging river. Yeah, so they like couldn't that. really go across it. Um, they had traveled over f- uh, 40 miles, right around 40 miles from where the crash site until where they landed by wow. this river. And they finally, they spotted a rancher one morning. And they were like, hey, motherfucker, help. <laughs> Yell like um, your life actually yeah. does depend on it. And so we signaled back to them, and um, <clears throat> he fucking took off. And they're like, oh, God damn it!" <laughs> but then he came back the next morning, and he had a uh, note that he tied to a rock, and he fucking chucked it across could the you, river. Could you imagine, like, you can't communicate you just run away yeah yeah <laughs> just, i don't come back till the morning just run away yep <laughs> so he came back and uh he fucking threw him a note and with um a pencil so nando wrote like hey, yeah we're survivors of the crash please fucking help us um threw the note back across the rancher read it he's like oh snap <laughs> and he, oh, uh, i could imagine it's probably all over it was probably all over like the news yeah and in the papers and stuff, this the crash sure and most the missing people had people, heard about yeah. it. And so he tossed them over. He had some uh, bread and cheese. He threw them, and he took off on his horsey. I bet that was the best bread and cheese. Yeah, it's the first of their food life, they, other than human flesh, <laughs> human meat in uh, two months. They've just been chewing on. There humans. was probably nothing that tasted oh better, God. and nothing yeah. that would ever taste better than that first bite. Yeah. And this dude, he had to ride his horse about 10 hours out to civilization, and he came back with some troops. And on, uh, <laughs> like, December 22nd, 1972, 71 days after the crash, they were rescued. Nando and, uh, yeah, and uh, Roberto were rescued. They were instantly surrounded by press and, like, thrown into photo shoots and shit, and I would have just been like, yo, hold up. I need a double quarter pounder, a chocolate milkshake, and I don't know if they still do that super size shit, so just give me two large fries. And let's fucking... In 70s, definitely. Like yesterday. Stat. And um, they were actually asked by a reporter, um, what did you guys eat to stay alive? And they answered, uh, well, on that topic, we're not going to answer that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd stay quiet. And the other survivors heard on their, their little radio they had that those two had been found. So they knew that they would be okay, that they were going to be found. And on the 72nd day, Nando went up in a helicopter and uh, found them. And they were all rescued. And, it was uh, such a good feeling to be done. Yeah. To be just done with it. Just to hear the helicopter coming. I would just sob oh, like yeah. a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> And, uh, but, you know, soon after they got home, the press put two and two together. And there, I, I guess a photo popped up of a body, like, stripped of the meat. So yeah. they realized it, and, you know, the public was appalled. Well, yeah, and I mean, we're now, I feel like we hear, we have more access to people who tell their stories, or, like, we can be a little desensitized to survival stories, or, like, people just doing what they have to do. But I feel yeah. like then... It was probably more like appalling to hear because I feel like you didn't. People weren't as like they were more sensitive. Than yeah, we are. Yeah, but of course these people they weren't savages or anything of of that sort. They were just they weren't killing people no. to eat. Well, theoretically, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> I think just... they had enough. I don't think they had. Yeah, to. <laughs> I don't think they killed anyone. It's uh, you know, but I can imagine 
like being a family member and yeah and then like you know like you see the boys come home you know they ate your son yeah that would be be a little weird that your son became poop poop in the mountains (laughs) my son's nothing but a pile of poop in the mountains i i mean this might be like i guess a little that's the worst part about being eaten is that you You become become poop? poop just for the greater good you. Sacrifice for the greater good. I don't want to be poop. I would be poop if it made... I mean, I'm already dead. There's nothing that you can do to change my fate. Nope. But if my body... Your fate is poop. ...could help somebody else, that's cool. Like, you're not... It depends who. If it was all my friends, like in this situation, yeah, you guys can have A stranger? Me. No, no stranger's getting a piece of this. Oh, whatever. I got standards. As long as you're not killing me to eat me, that's... If I've already died for whatever reason that was because of an accident or <laughs> I, like, succumbed to the elements... Fucking cool. have that. But Chow the ass. There's no permission if you have to make me dead. Yeah, me. don't make I me have, dead. There's no permission there. Don't get me got. <laughs> so, Nando uh, ended up racing cars... <laughs> that's his uh that was his hobby or his career after yeah. this um and they still go back to the crash site sometimes that's weird i mean it's like families and other survivors I wouldn't i'd want no, i would I never want to look at it never again. go back there i'd go back once i'd go back with like some beers and a doobie no I and more my friends and uh get lit at that come on that'd be fun to go i would just want to like go in the fuselage no. like piss all over it like, fuck you i would just want to <laughs> pee turn the, my back the captain or the pilot <laughs> <laughs> No, I want to turn my back on it and be done. That part of my life would be over. I'd be cool never seeing it again. Fair enough. And then, um, so we're kind of going to wrap this up, but come around to where the idea for the episode began was to watch the movie alive and just kind of like compare it to the real events. And the movie, when it comes to the actual events, got it pretty accurate, except for the fact they're all white, or most of them. Well, yeah, it was incredibly whitewashed. Random white dudes. Ethan Hawke. And it definitely had some, like, what I think it was, like, added action, of course, because in nothing I, like, read or watched, it didn't talk about, like, there's points in the movie where they'll be, like, hiking and, like, Massive ice falls out from under them. Oh, yeah, and there's like a big dramatic. canyon and stuff. And, and like, I don't think that ever really happened. Maybe it did. They didn't talk about that shit, though, in anything I came I feel across. Like that's something like you would talk about. You would talk about your, like, if you're already talking about your epic journey. Yeah, you would talk about the would... time the fucking ice fell yeah, out from under those you are... and your buddy went flying down the hill and you had yeah. to save him. Those are know? some pretty, like, significant yeah, details. Yeah, some good talking points, you know? Yeah. So I think that was added flav. A little oh, added flav of flav. And, uh, it didn't, it barely touched on, like, the journey out of the mountains. They really brushed over that. Which is really, like, and, the, kind of the best part, because that's, like, the heroic Yeah. And part. it just kind of shows them come stumbling out of the woods and find, like, help. And it doesn't show, like, the rancher and yeah. all that kind of cool stuff with the, the cheese bread, cheese and the bread. Which I, the, the full story... Is a movie in itself just the whole truth? Like, the, you don't have to add anything or take anything out because you could make a really cool movie. 
Yeah. And include the journey. Oh, of course. But it is what it is. Um, you know, if you want to go check out the movie Alive, but I would suggest what I got a lot of this information from was a documentary. It's like an old History Channel documentary called like uh, The Miracle in the Andes. And I, th- I could only find it on YouTube and it was kind of shitty quality, but it was cool. Um, a lot of good information there that really goes through the timeline of the well, whole... like interviews. Yeah, and good interviews yeah. with the survivors. And then there's tons of stuff. Um, I think like every survivor has a book or like most of them do. And there's a lot of books and a lot of documentaries about the whole thing out there. So go check it out. This whole My Little Two-Part episode is just a... A brief uh, look into the whole thing and just my perspective on it, kind of. But there's I mean, a... it really is like a uh, good example of human endurance and resilience. And, Absolutely. And that's, I mean, pretty yeah. inspiring in itself. It sure is. It really is an, an inspirational tale. And the fact that they... And they were young. I mean, they were... They were in their late teens, yeah. I think. Yeah. They were like... And that's crazy. Yeah. And the fact that they ate each other, yeah, it's like, you know, the most talked about thing about it all. Which is kind of sad. But that's, you know, that was just, it's just survival. Yeah. Is really all it is. And what any of us would do to survive. Are you going to, oh, I'm just going to die? No, you're going to eat the meat that's sitting there, you know? You're going to do whatever you have to. Because that's, I mean, there's, your brain will just kind of take over. And you get, like, your animal instincts to survive will just kick in anyway. Because yep. that's like that's just every living thing, whole po- like point of existence is to yeah. further yourself and your species. So oh, yes, survival is just built in us. It sure is. <laughs> and um, with that said, for the survival of the podcast, we're going to wrap this episode up. <laughs> um, Good. Segue. Yeah, this was fun. It was. It was fun. a lot of fun uh, looking into all this shit and then talking about it with this lady, this lovely lady. And uh, follow Devolution Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you don't follow it on whatever thing you're listening to it on, like Apple or Spotify or whatever, give me a follow on there. Catch up on past episodes. Follow the playlist I have on Spotify. It features a lot of the bands that have been played on episodes. Yeah, so we're going to go out on another song. We got Hereafter. They're from upstate New York. Some good tunes. They get some heavy. Yeah. Get some good heavy going on. And um, next week I'll be back with episode 10, which is just going to be some random shit. I'm going to throw that one together. See what we see. Yeah, I, don't, I was wondering what your next one's going to be. I'm going to see where that one ends up. Um, and then I'm taking a week off and then getting into the big uh, like 10-part fucking horror through the decade series I'm that's doing. That's going to be really exciting. I'm getting really excited for that. I'm getting really excited for That's going to start in... Like, I think the last week or the last two weeks of September and go all the way through, like, October and November. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Breaking down, uh, just, I'm going to do a first episode that's kind of horror, the origins of horror movies up through the 60s. Then a whole episode about 60s horror, two parts about the 70s, two parts about the 80s, 90s, you got the early 2000s, the second half of the 2000s, and then a fucking wrap-up episode after all that. So I'm just excited to watch all the movies. Yeah, we're going to be watching a lot of horror movies around here. And I I'm have ready. This, I have this awesome book that uh, Clarissa's sister gave us. 
that has a whole lot about the history of horror and shit like that. So I'm going to be reading that. She will probably be listening. So thanks, yeah. Mads. Thanks, Mads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's Hereafter from up in the Hudson Valley, New York, with uh, Cantor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You just looked at me really weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.